This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. You can go to joinrival.com slash boxofficeqbs right now and get $25 free play, plus they will match your first deposit of up to $200. I'd like to interview you for the Daily Planet. Uh, sorry, no comment. Welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks. Today we are back on our nerd shit, as we always are, but we are talking about a show I really, really loved, the first season of My Adventures with Superman, dropped on HBO Max this summer, just finished up. Gerald, this show is maybe my favorite Superman thing I've ever watched. And that's saying a lot, because DC, while has screwed up a lot of shit, um, has actually nailed the Superman character in a lot of different adaptions, right? I mean, nobody really... From what I've seen online, at least, even like the Tyra Hoechlin Superman is loved, and him and his him and Lois's relationship is great. This is another one where you got the Lois Lane and Superman relationship perfect, and um, it also, even though there's three sidekick, three different characters that really are the main characters, my adventures with Superman can really kind of just relate to either one of them as being the main main character, right? Yeah, like you could make a case for Jimmy, Lois, and Clark to be the main characters of this show. And it really depends on the episode. And that only makes it stronger, honestly, that you have three great leads of an animated TV show. I also like the decision to make this a younger Superman in the beginning of his career because he's 22 years old. He's just beginning to work at the Daily Planet. Uh, He sucks as a reporter. And they kind of all do. But to have those kind of growing pains reminded me a lot of like Spider-Man or a a very relatable hero in that vein. So that's something that we don't normally get with Superman is relatability. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because like like you said, it's relatability. That's why Spider-Man is sold for almost 100, like what is it, 70 years at this point, however long it's been. Um, that, because he's always been the relatable hero, but that's also a little bit of a flaw. But that's the thing with this. We've never seen Superman like this, right? We've never seen Superman not know how to use his powers and not know that he's Kryptonian and not know what, by the time he's 20 something years old. Even in the most recent adaption, um, Man of Steel movies, we saw that, like, we saw him growing and using his powers at a young age. Um, and it appears as if he just refused to use them and he was scared to use them in this one. Almost like you said, making it more relatable, bringing in that different aspect to the character that we don't see very often. Yeah, and there's a, a point in this season where Lois is looking at the pictures on the wall in the Kent's house and it's just Superman in you know his childhood growing up and he's just kind of not interested in you know, team sports or the chess club. And he's holding back because he knows that he can't be found out. And I really like that. I really like that this version of the character was hopeful and somebody who felt like he wanted to change the world. What we got in the Zack Schneider movies, uh, which I do like Henry Cavill as Superman. It was a very bleak adaption of that character almost like he wanted to do a Batman movie uh, with Superman before we got actually Batman versus Superman. But it just seemed like it didn't fit the vibe of what the character has been for 80 to 90 years in the comics. 
Yeah, you're right. But it it also just I don't know because like this is also completely off base from what the comics usually are, right? I mean, like like we said, he's not he doesn't know what his powers are like. He doesn't know literally almost anything about himself at this point, and he's still learning. I mean, he didn't even know it wasn't able to even understand his own father, you know. So like, there's a lot of interesting things here. Um, but what, what was your I guess um what was your favorite part? What's your favorite episode? Honestly, I really did like, uh, was it zero day parts one and two, where we find out the day that, you know, the Kryptonians did invade Earth and what the humans saw and what the Kryptonians saw reminded me a lot of the movie Arrival. I don't know if anybody's seen that with Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams. Just uh, we don't understand these aliens and they don't understand us and we don't know why we're here so we're going to assume that they're uh antagonistic i really love that episode i really liked what they did with dr ivo in this show they made him like a huge kaiju mecha monster and that's so much cooler than what he was on arrow where he was just some random scientist on a boat that's entrapped Oliver Queen. So they did some really cool stuff with the the villains in this show, and that's another aspect of it that I really loved. Another aspect I really loved I want to talk about is the fact that this is very obviously anime-inspired. Um, now, obviously you wouldn't call it anime, because the definition of anime, although it does encompass animation as a whole, it really is speaking about Japanese anime, so TV shows. But it is very obviously inspired. You have um, cat-like uh, features of the characters if the nose is kind of going up. Um, the battles are very similar. The end and opening credit scenes are anime style. It's it's And it really works, you know. Um, it brings – it really makes almost this universe – that Superman lives in feel more realistic than throwing him into live action. Cause in live action, some of this stuff does look kind of silly, right? You yeah. get these big ass robots and red people with horns and, but like an animation like this and the way this style, the way they had played it off, it looked great. What did you think of it? I don't think that this style would work for every DC hero. I think it works perfectly for Superman because in anime, you have a lot of super people as it is, with, you know, Goku and whatever's going on in Dragon Ball Z, you have a lot of different characters that are essentially Superman in their own way. Like, I don't think that this style would work for Batman. I just don't. It's just too kind of colorful and goofy. But for something like this, I would love to see, if it's even possible, an anime inspired live action version of Superman. We are getting Superman legacy. They also did drop that one piece series on Netflix that everybody's talking about. So it's possible they have done it before with mm-hmm. varying degrees of success. Very degrees of success, but let's talk about the actors that were in here. I mean, we got big names really. I mean, Superman is Jack Quaid, the boys. Like, what did you think? I liked him actually. He was kind of fun. Gave off yeah. that more humble, that humble vibe, I guess. Yeah, he's like the Boy Scout Superman. Like, this is the Superman from the comics where he's just like an everyday guy. And that's what Jack Quaid really does well in The Boys is he is an everyday guy who gets wrapped up into uh, the world of soups and everything like that. And it's pretty funny that he's playing Superman when in the show that he's on, he's facing down the evil version of Superman in Homelander. So... That was uh, a very interesting dynamic there. 
But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in this show. I think I only really disliked one episode, and that was Mr. Mix-A-Pixel, whatever his name is. That's the only episode I didn't like. But uh, that scientist thing or some of that? Yeah, I didn't. I was not a fan of that one. And yeah. there was a bunch of multiverse stuff in there. I mean, I'm kind of burnt fun. out on the multiverse, but yeah. See, like, I just I'm not mainly because like this has been around for a while. Like, not like a while, while, but like it's it's the only thing that makes fucking sense, right? Because you have comics, you have TV shows, you have movies, so you just throw in the word as a multiverse, and then you can use all your shit. Like, I mean, I'm not bored by it i don't want everything to go into it but like literally we've been asking for this shit from marvel and dc and now they're giving it to us and now we're yes. like oh we don't fucking want it no more like just we're just, picky just keep giving it like if people could just stop being unappreciative in their day-to-day life i mean the plot point that it did give us which is the alternate universe on that orb and the kryptonite where you see an evil version of Superman, that that was worth it at the end of the season. But and the League of Lois Lanes, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck are we doing? This is season one. Why don't you calm calm down a little bit here?" But yeah, uh, speaking of things we loved or things we didn't love, let's do our character draft, Gerald. Let's do our rival fantasy character draft for my adventures with Superman. As always, I'm going to give you the 101 of the draft. And you are on the clock right now, my friend. Man, I'm 100% taking Jack Wade. Like, if I'm getting the first pick, I'm taking Superman. Yeah. And I like him in this. Again, DC finds another Superman who can embody the personification of the character, um, something that they've had issues with with other characters in the past. So, again, they at least find out how to do one thing consistently, and that's this. Number Superman is number one. I'm pretty jealous of that pick because I think he's the clear favorite. Normally when we do these drafts, we don't really pick the the main character one, 101, but this time it's so warranted to do. I guess I'm going to do Lois at 102. I thought like seeing the relationship with her and Clark at the start was very, very good mm-hmm. uh, and very believable too. Uh, it's one of the best Lois and Clark relationships we've had. A lot better than Man of Steel or Amy Adams and Henry Cavill didn't have any chemistry whatsoever. So definitely love what they cooked up here. Yeah, they, they, they definitely cooked some good shit up here. That's like that's the highlight for this, right? Is because this show wouldn't be able to work if the relationship between Lois, Superman, and Jimmy Olsen weren't believable or good. But they're so good that this show works so well. Yeah, and Jimmy's underrated in here. He really is. Like, Jimmy is the glue of this show. And I... Yeah. He he sold a freak. He sold what for five point six million? That's that's the only unbelievable part. I was like, what world of journalism do you live in? Man, it's 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 a world where men fly around in different universes, and there's a league of lowest lanes. Yeah, like let's just let's just let it be. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to buy box office QBs for five point six million dollars? I'm down. <laughs> yeah, man, Y'all go right ahead. It. You can do whatever the hell you want with it after that. Yeah. Um. Let's get to final scores, though, shall we? This yeah. show is uh, one of my favorites. I guess I'm going to go first because I've already talked my way into it. Uh, this is my favorite ad- adaptation of Superman, I think, maybe ever. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the character. I'm a huge fan of this show. I'm so happy that we're getting a season two. I'm going to give this a Hall of Fame. I thought it was that good. If there's one thing DC can do, animation 
No, that's 100% true, but that's also why I can't give it a Hall of Fame. Because DC has so much great animation that if like fans of the great animation might not like this as much as some of the other stuff they've had. Because there has been amazing shit in the DC Extended Animated Universe. Um, and the Superman in all of those movies was fantastic as hell. Um, even better than this one, even though this one was very great. I'm just not saying, that's not a knock on this one. That's just... That's how great that Superman was and that Batman was and all those all the heroes were. Um, I would give this one an all-star, if not a high starter. Um, so like, you know, a 3.754 out of a out of five. It's still very good. It has it's it has its cheesy moments, it has its kid fun moments. Like it has those moments that you're like, all right, I really didn't need this. I didn't need this. As you mentioned, it did have an episode that was just not that great. That was like, yeah, I'm not too fond of it. It wasn't that fun. Um and there are some other things that's just like, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's animation, but it has to be believable. Superman was like just at Clark Kent's house and his, <laughs> his, her boyfriend's, his boyfriend's dad just like walked off after his daughter stood in front of him while he looked like her boyfriend. You like, I, I mean, mean, like, like none of that did like, it, 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 like all that shit at once, you know, um, there, there are issues with it is what I'm getting at. So I, I think a high starter or an all-star is a good, is fair. I do appreciate that a lot of people figured out he was Superman right away just because that, yeah. that, that was always the thing I hated about Superman. I'm like, are you blind? This giant six-foot-five man with blue eyes and black hair is clearly looking like Superman, and you can't figure that shit out, and they don't ever explain it. And those guys, like every Superman is always, especially in animation or good comics, they're always like, they're built like a freaking, what is it, an hourglass almost? Like, yes. At least on the top. Because it's like, it's all thin and then it just goes up and their suits always make them look like they're freaking giant, you yeah. know? Something in the water in Metropolis that makes people blind, I guess. I don't know yeah. what's going on in Metropolis. But yeah, uh, great show. Highly recommend it. Anything else you want to add uh, with uh, my adventures with Superman before we get out of here? Watch it. Watch it. All right. Let's do uh, one last shout out to Rival Fantasy Sports before we get out of here. Join Rival Fantasy right now and your first deposit of up to $200 will be matched. And if you go to use the URL joinrival.com slash boxofficeqbs, you will get $25 of free play on top of that that matching deposit of up to $200. Yeah. Season-long fantasy football is out right now. You can actually join throughout the season. So even if you miss like week one or week two, you can still jump in week three, start a league with your coworkers, your friends, your family, whatever floats your boat there. Uh, Rival fantasy sports, very fun app. Uh, join this join this week for some, uh, some fun little surprises on the app. Um, we, do, we do have a fantasy league of our own. It has been filled up, unfortunately. Um, but those people are playing for a pot of $500. You can go and join other leagues that are betting or free um, as soon as this week. Because the, the, first, the first game is Thursday. Yeah, it is Thursday. And if you're from the future, it might be the middle of February for you. I don't know. But... That good thing about Rival is there's baseball and basketball and all this fun stuff. But yes, join rival.com slash box office QBs. Uh, this has been another edition of Box Office Quarterbacks. I am Jeff. That's my friend Gerald. We will talk to you guys very, very soon. Have a good rest of the week.